Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce. I am your host, Andrea Joyce, author of 31 Ways to Self-Care, Five Steps to Overcoming Unforgiveness and Seeing Past the Storm. All three books are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and my website, www.authorandreajoyce.com. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. It might get a little bumpy, but you'll be all right. We're going to handle this together. Tonight, 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 we're going to be discussing something that I've struggled with a long time. I would like to say that I'm 100% delivered from it, that I'm 100% great with it, that I'm 100% done with the doubt, but God's still working on me. So don't give up on me, all right? We're talking about faith versus fear tonight. Faith versus fear. And I wanted to share with you this evening because it's an area that if you don't exercise it, you will find yourself losing sometimes. You'll find yourself doubting sometimes. You'll find yourself putting things down and walking away and not believing God and not trusting him. And so because of that, we need to exercise faith more and not fear. A lot of people say, feed your faith and starve your fear. And that is absolutely right. That is absolutely correct because fear will keep you from purpose. Fear will keep you from destiny. Fear will keep you from reaching the goals that you have. And we're in this life to maximize our lives, right? We're here to manifest the promises and blessings of God. We're here to walk out in purpose, on purpose. We're here to be successful and victorious. And so fear is the thing that can rob us from that. And because it can rob us from that, we really need to starve fear. I know it sounds simple. I know it sounds like I'm not taking it seriously. I'm taking it lightly. But I really want to tell you that this is something we can accomplish. You can do it. And we'll talk more about it up next. Welcome back to Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce. So today, faith over fear. And I really want to stress this, that you can overcome your fear. Will it be easy? I'm going to say it will. I will not. But it can be pushed back. It can be ignored. It can be taken out. It can be removed. It can be lessened. There's so many things that we can say about fear being released from you. Every situation we understand is different. However, however, have you ever heard do it afraid? Now, I used to be one that was like, what do you mean do it afraid? I don't want to do it afraid. I just don't want to be afraid. So get me to that place. The more you do something, the less afraid of it you become. The more comfortable in your skin that you are, the more you trust circumstances, situations, people, God, the more capable you are and the more you will overcome your fears. The first thing to do is acknowledge 
I'm scared of this. I'm afraid of this. Here's what I have an issue with. And 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 please, 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 you can always email me, authorandreajoyce at gmail.com. There is um um area where you can leave a message on the broadcast, okay? Because I do want to hear from you, but but hear me out before you get the hatchet and ready to cut me. What I want to say to you is fear. We understand that there are emotions in us, emotions around us, emotions that we struggle with sometimes, emotions we have to deal with at times. We understand this, right? We know that we are infallible, we're human, um, and that we make mistakes, that we sometimes fail, that we sometimes stop short of the goal, we sometimes stop short of the mark. We realize that, correct? In our realizing that, what you need to know is that there are emotions that may not be great, but they live within us. I'm sorry, I said we're infallible, incorrect. We're fallible. (laughs) We make mistakes. (laughs) Um... I think I did say infallible. I hope I did not. If so, please scratch that off because we do make mistakes. This this is what I'm talking about. And so in making mistakes, in doing things, in um, not being perfect, in being human, we sometimes have emotions and they're real emotions. They just don't need to be visited or we don't need to sit with them, or we don't need to hold on to them, but you can still have the emotion. I don't want you to feel as if you feel a thing and you're a terrible person because you feel like it, or people try to chop your head off. And I'm gonna say this and I mean it. So many times when we're afraid of something, when we're scared of something, that's a real emotion, that's a real feeling, we hear, You shouldn't fear it. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Now, we understand that that's true. God gave us a sound mind. He gave us peace. He gave us plenty that we can pour into and not have fear. Okay? There are ways to overcome fear. However, I'm going to throw the yellow flag on people who yell at you and tell you, you can't have fear. You should not be afraid. Because if that was the case, then there shouldn't be liars. There shouldn't be hatred. There shouldn't be anger. There shouldn't be all of these other emotions that we go through. Fear is the same as all the other negative emotions. You may have fear. That doesn't mean you are a monster and we should um, have the stakes and burning crosses running after you. Or I think I said that right. The burning torches. Gracious, I'm talking about two different things. Let me come back. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The burning torches running after you and throwing you out of the village. You understand what I'm saying? What I want you to understand is if you feel afraid, if you feel scared, 
if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like you can't handle a thing, here are some things you can do. Here are some things you can try to help you overcome the negative emotion of fear. I'm not going to scream at you. God didn't give you a, 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 a um, fear. I'm not going to scream that. We understand that fear doesn't come from God. However, do we also realize that there are other emotions, negative, negative emotions that don't come from God either? Do we realize that even though God allows it, God is not an orchestrator of it? I need you to be comfortable because I want you to talk and be honest. Now, let me share something personally with you. I get fearful of things. There are some things I'm not at peace with, some things that I feel are over my head and it spirals me sometimes into an emotion, a state of fear. Just like there were things in my life that spiraled me into depression, negative thoughts, um, negative actions, other negative emotions. But guess what? I worked on being released from those negative emotions. I will be released of fear. That's not to say fear will never, ever, never come back. Like as soon as you say I do to Jesus, there's no more fear. There's no more anger. There's no more bitterness. There's no more resentment. There's no more unforgiveness. There's no more lust. That's not what happens. And we need to be more open and honest about these things so people understand that just because I accepted Christ, just because I'm trying to walk like Christ, be like Christ, speak, speak the word like Christ, I won't have this negativity. Because if that was the case, you wouldn't need God. Jesus wouldn't have died on the cross for us. He would not have been resurrected so we would have everlasting life. There would be no need. But the mere fact that there is God, that Jesus did come, that Jesus did die, that Jesus was resurrected, it means we need him. So there are areas of our lives that we need him way more sometimes than we'll even admit to ourselves. And it's a true story. Fear is something, unfortunately, that dwells in some people. And if I were to be honest, at some point in people's lives, they were afraid of something. They were fearful of something. Here's the thing. Don't sit there. Just like you don't sit in your anger and let it stew and get stirred up in you. Just like you don't sit in depression. Just like you don't sit in lust. Just like you don't sit in resentment. Just like you don't sit in bitterness. You ask God to release you and to help you so that you can overcome this thing. So that it's not controlling you, but you control it until it's get out, pack your bags, leave. I don't want you. Don't come this way no more, no more, no more, no more. I wanted to talk about it today because so often when we talk about fear, people will sit and say things that okay I just want to be honest and that's how we are we agree to be this way sometimes people will lie and not be honest that they're fearful of a thing so we can pray that fear away 
so that we can pray to overcome the fear, so we can pray to control the fear. We just rather pretend that everything's cool. I'm not scared of anything. Nothing makes me feel shaken. Nothing makes me feel overwhelmed. Nothing makes me feel a type of way. And we don't get to talk about it. We don't get to discuss it. And so meanwhile, you're in denial or you're allowing other people to believe you're okay when in all honesty, you're not. And now it's building. And when you don't address a thing, when you don't Um, try to tackle and overcome a thing and you keep burying it pretending it's not there one day it's going to rear its ugly head negative emotions have a habit of being best friends like negative emotions are better than people sometimes can we be real about it sometimes negative emotions are like the best best friends because they like yo come to the party i'm chilling in andrea so hey meet us at eight o'clock come on depression come on resentment Come on, bitterness. Come on, lust. Come on, this. Come on, that. Come on, this. Come on, let's hang out together. I don't want to be in here by myself. See, you heard the term misery loves company. Well, misery is also a negative emotion. So just like misery enjoys company, so does anger. So does bitterness. So does resentment. So does envy. So does jealousy. Oh, they love company. Bring the more negative emotion, the most negative emotions you could bring to this party, this body that I'm in, this mind that I'm sitting in, these emotions that I'm holding on to, bring them to the party and let's party out. Let's rock out. Meanwhile, there are people, humans, us, that are dealing with these negative emotions and we don't see a way out because we've lied. We've tried to cover that we're dealing with anything negative, pretending that everything is good and we're suffering in silence. The thing with suffering in silence as is it reveals its ugly head sometimes through the manifestation of another negative emotion or some bad experiences or things that are happening. So what I want to do today is be open and honest so that we can get past what we're going through so that we can live better. Remember, all of this is about living abundantly, which was the promise of Jesus's coming here on earth. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven to have a great life, to get the rewards of God. There are rewards right here on this earth while we are alive. And so one of our goals is to receive them. We want to get to heaven and God opens up the door of blessing and is empty. That's 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 real to me. I want him to say you walked into all your blessings. You walked into every deliverance I had for you. Everything I said about you, every promise I made to you. I want you to walk in it fully. And so because of that I want us to discuss how we can combat and overcome fear we're going to look at it practically naturally maybe even spiritually I want to say to you there's this thing that helps us (laughs) to overcome, combat, 
push fear out, not down. Um, and that thing is called faith. Faith helps us to go to another level. It helps us to have belief, trust, hope in a thing, even when we don't see it. Even when the stack is against us, even when other people say we cannot, who we are not, what we'll never accomplish, faith says, even though I see all these no's or all these zeros, I know I can win. I know that I can accomplish it. I know I can succeed. I know I can make it. I know I was called. I know I was put here. I know I was placed in this position. I am here for such a time as this. This is what faith does. And it's important that we walk in faith and you don't have to see the whole picture. You don't have to have a roadmap. You don't have to have the blueprint. All you have to do is believe a thing can happen and walk it out. Walk into walk in that belief. If you heard God say you're going to be a millionaire, well, please don't think that the sky is open and a stack of thousand dollar bills are gonna fall down and hit you, and now you're a millionaire. Now, if God wants to do that, hey Lord, I'm right here waiting. Faith without works is dead. What does that mean, Andrea? What it simply means is faith is not faith unless you're walking it out. Faith is an action word, just like love is. Faith is an action word. The more you exercise your faith, the more and more and more it will help you tap down fear. Because here's the thing. Faith is opposite from fear. Faith and fear cannot live in the same house. So if you faith a thing, you can't fear it too. What that means is, even though I may be afraid of public speaking, when I get this public speaking invitation and I go on stage and I'm doing it, guess what doesn't have energy? Fear. Because guess what? I'm doing it. Even if my voice is nervous and I'm shaking and I'm holding on and I'm leaning side to side, I'm doing it. The mere fact that I'm doing it means that fear doesn't control me in this moment. And because fear doesn't control me in this moment, I've now walked in faith. Even though I was scared, even though I thought I wasn't qualified, even though people said no, even though I'm afraid of the laughter in the people's faces and what they're going to say about me, I did it. I accomplished it. I walked and talked in front of people, even though I thought I was afraid of public speaking. And here's what, what could happen. The next time you get an invitation, you could be shaking in your boots again, but you have history now. You've already done it. So even as butterflies flutter around in your belly and you start to get the sweats and you start shaking, you have history. You've already done it. You've already accomplished it. You already overcame fear. You controlled it. It did not control you. So now you have evidence. You have evidence that your faith worked. You have proof. So now when they invite you to speak, 
you don't have to hesitate because you've done it once. So now you can say, sure, I'll go up. And yes, you could be nervous and shaking and sweaty and all of that, but you've already done it. So now, because you've already done it, it's open. It's open to you. And you can be victorious. Faith is the evidence of things, as the substance, I'm sorry, of things not seen, right? Substance of things not seen. That means you haven't seen it before. It's not in your face. You don't know. You're going in blind. You are trusting with everything in you that it's going to work out. And you do it. Now, I want to tell you this because I'm trying to help you. Every time you walk out in faith doesn't mean it's always going to work. Andrea, what do you mean? One of the Bible scriptures I'd love to read is when Jesus was walking on the water. And Peter saw him in the boat and said, Jesus, is that you? And Jesus was like, yep. He said, can I come on out? Can I come out to you? And Jesus was like, come on. And Jesus, I mean, Peter got out of the boat and began walking on water, something a human has never done before, still hasn't done. I don't care what kind of fast paced videos they try. No one else has walked on water. Trust me, if they had, they'd be talking about it every five seconds. Walked on water when his eyes were focused on Jesus. Here's the thing. As soon as his eyes dropped from Jesus, he began sinking and he was fearful of drowning. So he called for Jesus to help him, right? Why do I feel like I'm preaching here? We're supposed to be talking practically. When Peter took his eyes off, Jesus speaks volumes to me because what it means is when he began doubting, we take our eyes off the prize all the time. We'll be working on a thing and things are going well. And then we hear the voice of the naysayers. Then we hear the voice of the no men. You know how you have yes men? Well, they're no men too. No, you can't do it. No, it's not going to work. No, it's not the time. No, you don't have the money. No, you don't have the degree. No, 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 no. Right? Just like you have the yes men. So you have the no men around you. You have the naysayers around you telling you every bad thing that can happen. Then you have the people. No, then you have yourself who doesn't believe in your giftings, your callings, your skills, your talents. And so now you're talking negatively to yourself. You're not believing in what's happening right in front of you. Now, right in front of you, miracles are happening. You're doing it. You're succeeding. You're being victorious. But now all of a sudden, you're telling yourself, I'm a failure. I can't do it. I can't make it. I don't have that degree. I didn't get that training. I don't have certification. I don't have a license. I wasn't called to this. God didn't promise me. So now you are the negative Nancy in your life and you're in your ear. So things start going down, right? Faith will tell you, even as you're failing, even as you're falling, to pick yourself back up and continue. Pick yourself back up and try it again. Get up, do it over, do it again. You can do this. Don't give up. As long as you have breath, keep going. Some people listen to that voice of faith while others, no, 
they don't they don't believe they don't want to believe they don't want to trust it they don't want to trust in themselves and so they rather just stay stagnant they rather just sit in their failure they rather just sit in the I knew I couldn't do it I told myself I couldn't do it and I proved to myself that I couldn't do it real champions hear me clearly real champions aren't people who are victorious when everything is good, when everything is gravy, when everything is great. Real champions are made when bad things are happening, when they go through trials and tribulations, when they are going through intense pressure and they continue going anyway. The mark of a true champion is not someone who never falls or never fails or never um, anything negative happens to the true champion keeps going even though all though nevertheless those are the true champions they may have had diverse situations they may have had failings and failures and trials but they keep going they may have had setbacks but they didn't allow it to hold them back to keep them back they kept going and I'm saying this to you every person who wins it doesn't mean they didn't have a trial it doesn't mean they didn't have a test it doesn't mean they didn't have fear it doesn't mean they weren't afraid ever they just kept going despite all of that I think it about it all the time one of the quotes that I love 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 a hundred percent love. I have it written in journals. I have it written in notebooks. I have it written. I look at it. I think about it all the time. And it comes from Steve Harvey. You know, Steve Harvey has the Steve Harvey morning show, his talk show. And in the morning, I think it's right at 6 a.m. when he comes on, he does this soliloquy for a few minutes at the beginning of the show. And he just talks about whatever is on his heart. It's just him and the microphone, right? And he says, whatever is in his spirit and on his mind. And this one day, he said something that resonated in me that I believe with all my heart. And I was glad someone said it. He said, stop saying fake it until you make it. Instead, faith it until you make it. And that has become a mantra in my head, a mantra in my ear. When I want to give up, I think about that. When I'm having a bad day, I think about it. When I'm confused, I think about it. When I'm depressed, I think about it. Anytime I need to be stirred up, I think about that mantra, that motto, that saying from Steve Harvey. And I give him honor for it. And you know why I think of him? Why I... um honor him and why I think of it here's the thing when you fake something we talked about this a few minutes earlier you're pretending it's not real so in the back of your mind you're really not believing that you can do it you're really not believing that it can happen I'm just going to be fake about it and pretend my whole way through and then should it happen it looks like I believe in myself anyway. However, on the flip side, flip squad coming in, if I faith it, 
that means there is a belief in me. There is a hope in me. There's a desire in me. There's an expectation in me. There's a want in me that believes I can. It believes I can do it. It believes that there is a chance, a possibility of it happening. I believe. Even if it's as small as a mustard seed, there's a little spark that says, Andrea, you can make it. That's why I agree with him. I never wanted to fake it. If I had to fake it, I never wanted to do it. I've been this way my entire life. I hated being fake and phony. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Do y'all understand? Hated it. I need to say it one more time so y'all get it. Hated it. If I didn't believe in a thing, if I didn't believe in myself, if I didn't believe it could work, I wasn't going to pretend like I did. I wanted to be honest about it. I don't think I can do it. I don't believe that can happen. I don't see how it's possible. And because I was honest, because I didn't fake the funk, because I didn't pretend, I got evidence that it might be able to work. And usually the evidence came from other people because they accomplished something, because they came out of divers, D-I-V-E-R-S, trials and difficulties and made it. I was seeing evidence of other people's victories because I dared to tell the truth. I didn't want to pretend. If I pretended, what would be the point? Why am I being fake? How can I talk to someone about my real situation if I'm being phony? No faking it until I make it. No, but I will face it. I will be afraid and do it anyway. I will not have all the answers and try. I will reach out to people who have more faith than I do and ask them to give me a word of encouragement to pray for me. How can I do it? Do you have any advice? I will research. I will push until I can figure it out. Pretending wouldn't be that. Because when you pretend, now you got to hide stuff. Think about it. Remember when we were young and our parents would tell us about lying? And they were like, if you tell one lie, then you got to cover it with another lie. And then you got to cover that lie with a lie. So now you got three lies going. And now you got to try to remember the first lie that you told. Growing up, I was a great liar. I was a great pretender. I lived in fairy tale world. I had a whole life (laughs) that had nothing to do with the reality I was living. It was my coping mechanism. It's probably why I'm such a great writer now. Wait till you guys see my fiction. I mean, my, yeah, fiction books. Boy, do I have an imagination. My plays, my uh, productions for screen. Oh my, I have such a vivid imagination. I lived in an imaginary world where everything was perfect. Everything was copacetic. Everything was going great. That's the world I lived in. That's not my reality. So I was a great liar when I was younger but this thing happened as I increased in age as I matured and I'm not talking about meeting Jesus 
I'm not talking about accepting him. I'm not talking about trying to live like him. What happened was that old gray matter. That's what the old folks used to call your brain, that old gray matter. See, I understand it now because the older I got, the more I was doing, the more that was on my plate, the more full my life became. I couldn't remember simple stuff. Not like that. Like I would have to sit and think like if I lie, (laughs) I wasn't going to remember that I lied to you. I wasn't going to remember the lie. Because I had so much gray matter. I had things on my mind. I had things happening. I had life to live. So I wasn't going to remember the lie. All I could remember is the true thing that's happening. Then another thing happened. And my cousin Victoria promised me it would. She said, as you get older, you care less and less about trying to impress people. You care less and less about trying to protect people from the truth. She didn't lie. As you get older, you're no longer concerned if people know about you, know your thoughts and feelings and emotions because you don't have the energy to care. I'm not trying to be cruel, but you actually live your best truth the older you get, unless you practice it at a younger age. So where I might have been like calculating and trying and I don't have the energy, that's too much energy. I'm trying to build businesses, help the kingdom grow, get empires. And I'm sitting here calculating some devious, deceptive role. No, 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 no. I need to save that energy for how do I write the next 10 sentences, okay? And so I wanted to share that with you because let's just cut the bull. Let's just cut it all the way out. No pretense, no faking it no phoniness let's be real the whole point of this podcast this broadcast is to be real straight talk that doesn't mean all we do is straight talk the whole 15 20 40 that's that's not what i meant by the title the title is honesty straight talk from the hip i used to say that about my aunt mary all the time i said she shoots straight from the hip You know where you stand. You know if she likes you. You know if she likes a thing. You know she's got your back. You know she shot straight from the hip. That was a very long title. So instead, I did straight talk. Because this is honest. This is 100% openness. This is transparency. This is if I needed to fake or lie, I don't need to do this show because then I'm not going to remember the lie. And you're going to come back to me like, okay, so Andrea, when you said you crossed the hot bricks, who crossed what hot? My feet? Oh, no. And then you're sitting here looking at me like, but you lied. How can I help you if I'm not honest with you? How can we get healed if we're living in lies? If you're going to a life coach, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a life coach, But if you're going to a life coach, if you're going to a therapist, if you're going for help, why lie? If you lie, you will not be healed from the thing you're dealing with. If you lie and you're not honest, how can they give you the steps necessary to break those things that are negative off of you? The answer is they can't. The only way they can help you, the only way you can heal is with honesty. If you're going to lie about it, there's no need for you to go to them. There's no need for you to be there. 
So don't do it. Don't waste your time. So if you can't honestly be honest, then there's no point. If you are afraid, if you are fearful, if you have doubt, if you have you feel overwhelmed, if you feel you can't handle something, be honest about it. And a person who tells you that you don't feel that way or you don't have the right to feel that way or you shouldn't feel that way, tell them, all right, back, back, give me 60 feet. These are your feelings and emotions. They are real. If we want to help deliver you, get you delivered, allow God to be in that delivery room and cut it out of you, then we got to be honest. And we have to let you have your emotions and your feelings. Now, we don't want you to stay there. Let's get clear. We are not misery. We don't want you to be in misery. We don't want to have a whole pity party. We don't want to have a misery party. We want to help you to get out of those feelings and emotions. And that's what it is. So, yes, if you're afraid of something, say so. If you're fearful of a thing, say so. Then we can work on helping you to control that emotion or those emotions. Faith. That's the answer to fear. Doing it even when you don't see how it's possible. Doing it even when people are telling you no. Doing it even when you yourself don't believe in you. Do it anyway. Start believing. We have become so cynical that we've stopped having expectations. We have stopped believing a thing could happen. We'd rather protect our hearts, protect our heads, protect our reputation, protect our ego, protect our pride, and not even expect for good things to happen for us. Remember when you were a kid, I don't know what your household was like, but mine, we celebrated Christmas and I believed in Santa Claus. Yes, I did. There, I said it (laughs) for a long time, (laughs) a long, long time. Honor my parents. I'm so grateful to them and my family for blessing me as Santa Claus. But here's my whole point in saying this. In the mornings, you may have heard me say this a time or two or 10 before. Christmas morning. No, Christmas Eve. The best and worst time of my life. I could never go to sleep. I would be so in anticipation of what Santa was going to bring me on Christmas morning. I couldn't go to sleep. I'd be jittery and jumpy and I would try to lay down. I closed my eyes and thought that I had been asleep for 10 hours and it was 10 seconds. I was so in anticipation, expectation. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Christmas is going to be the best because I asked for 1500 items. And if um, Santa Claus give me five of the top of the 1500 items, I'm going to be all over the moon. I'll be the cow that jumped over the moon. Christmas morning would finally come. I would be like Christmas Eve. We got to leave out milk or eggnog. We got to leave out cookies or brownies. Come on now. You know what Santa likes. Let's get it. I would finally go to sleep before the sun (laughs) could light the sky. It would be like 5 a.m. 
or right at 5 a.m. like clockwork. I would get out of my bed, tiptoe, look down the stairs just to see if there were more gifts under the tree than when I went to bed. Because see, we would have gifts for our family. We would have um, gifts from, you know, for the family to give them for the gifts that we got for our parents, blah, blah, blah. So there will already be gifts under the tree. So I knew how many gifts pretty much guesstimated how many gifts were under the tree. So about 4.59 and 59 seconds, Andrea was on the stairs looking down and around at the tree to see if there were more presents under the tree than when she went to sleep. Guess what happened every Christmas? Every Christmas without fail. Yes, there were. And it was not light outside. I believed. I didn't care how bad I was that year. I believed. I didn't care about the threats of my mother going to tell Santa that I was cutting up in school. I believed. We need to have the same childhood belief we used to have in our youth. The same expectation, the same anticipation in ourselves and what we are capable of doing. We need to believe. We need to believe in us. We need to believe that we can. We need to believe we can do it. We've got to believe. That's faith. Even though I know my mother's report, she was like, I'm going to tell Santa when you talk back to the teacher or you told the teacher she ain't your mama. I'm going to tell Santa that. I'm going to tell Santa when you were six years old, you stole lipstick out of the store. I'm going to tell Santa every bad thing she could think of, right? Even with all the bad reports, even me knowing the bad things I did that my mama didn't know, even being disrespectful to family and friends, even with all this history and evidence to tell me that I should be on the naughty list and get coal, guess what? I believed within myself that there was enough good that I had done. There was enough good inside myself that I was going to rock out with some gifts that I wanted. I believed. So I'm telling you, you who are listening in your teens, you who are listening in your 20s, you who are listening in your 30s, you who are listening in your 40s, you who are listening in your 50s, you who are listening in your 60s, you who are listening in your 70s, you who are listening in your 80s, you who are listening into your nine in your 90s, believe. Have that childlike faith. Expect yourself to accomplish it, even if the reports are negative. Even if you yourself know you don't have it within you, even if you don't believe you have the resources, even if you don't believe you went to school long enough or you have the degree or you don't have the degree, rather, even if you even know some of the things you did wrong, still have the childlike faith to believe I'm going to get all the gifts. I'm going to rock out this presentation. I'm going to rock out this book. I'm going to rock out this interview. I'm going to rock out this house closing. I'm going to rock it out. Believe faith over fear. You have the keys. You do. They're already placed inside you. It doesn't matter if you didn't go to school and graduate college and get your bachelor's, your undergraduate or your graduate or your PhD. That doesn't matter. 
There are some resources within you. And guess what? If there's something you don't know, you can ask somebody who does. You can go to Professor Google and YouTube University and find out information on your own. You can go old school and go to a library and find some books on the subject. Don't fake it. Faith it. Faith is action. So if you know you need to have blah, blah, blah information, go find out where you can get the blah, blah, blah information study it, research it, get comfortable with it. Let me tell you another way fear is eradicated by you being confident in you. The way you become confident in you is studying your craft, gaining insight and knowledge, studying to show yourself approved, researching, doing the work, shadowing somebody who's already doing something close to what you're doing or who's doing what you're doing. As you shadow them, you get to see the good, the bad, the ugly. I know I don't want to do this like them. Ah, I can mirror that a little bit. Ah, I'm going to put my spin on it. There's ways. It all lies within you. So what are you going to do? What am I challenging you to do? Believe in you. Isn't that what was said to Dorothy? If you believe, I'm not going to sing it because I want you to come back next week. But I need you to believe. I need you to trust. I need you to faith it, not fake it. Don't pretend. If you're nervous, if you're shy, if you're fearful, if you're afraid, go on and admit it. And let's pray it off of you. Say, Lord, I'm scared. Lord, I'm afraid. But I believe I can. I think I can. Remember the little engine that thought he could? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. He thinked himself all the way up the hill or the mountain. Yeah, I said thinked. I sure did. He thought he could, and he kept repeating it. So as you start walking in your promises and your purpose and your callings and your assignments, I want you to go ahead and use the mantra, I think I can, 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 until you climb up the mountain, until you achieve the goal, till you realize the dream. Even if you fall backwards, even if you fall down, even if you fail, Get back up, dust yourself off. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Until you do. I hope this has been helpful for you. I know you're going to rock it out. I know you're going to succeed. I know you're going to be successful and victorious. Thank you so much for tuning into Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce tonight. I'm so excited for you. I want you to believe in the power of you, okay? And we're gonna talk about that more and more and more as we go down the pike, but believe in the power of you. You are more powerful than you know. I need you to know it, I need you to believe it, and I need you to walk into it. Tune in next week as we have another Straight Talk conversation. I'm your host, Andrea Joyce. Thank you.